I don't know how to start. Yeah. Do you say hello? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> We are starting. <laughs> Clearly. Hi. Welcome to this new side project we've been we're going to try with the podcast What Do You Like? I'm calling it the metal project for now. And it has to do with the music musical genre of metal. Why? Cuz it's my show. I like this genre. Um, if you have complaints, please email them to our email and I might be convinced to change. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, it can't be just me talking blissly into a microphone explaining why I personally like metal. I needed someone else to help me, so I, I found one of the few friends I have who actually shares my interest, my friend Annabelle. Say hi. 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 It's going to be basically our conversations that have been for, through like the last month. We're going to try to remember them and record them. <laughs> try is the key word. Yeah, <laughs> to start for right now, let's kind of lay out the ground rules here. This isn't going to be like just, oh, gushing about why this particular band is great. It's going to be some of that. We will admit, especially with the bands that we personally are fans of. But it's not going to just be our personal f opinions of it, but it's we're trying to figure out what each sub the subject of each episode has done correctly. Hopefully you will also like this and maybe even learn about some newer bands because not every if you're not a fan of the genre, not every metal band is necessarily sound sounds like you would imagine. And some in fact sound completely different to what what you expect. Depending on what you're trying to listen, it might be really slow, it might be the fast one that everybody expects. Or it might ex listen, sound like exactly as you expected. <laughs> it might be growling, it might not be. It's might surprise. be clean. <laughs> there is a wide range of musicians out there. And we're going to start with the band that got me st interested in this whole idea, Behemoth from Poland. Yay. Behemoth was started in uh, 1991 by Adam Darsky, who now had, who goes by the stage name Nurgle, and that is now his legal name as well. <laughs> Silly as the name sounds, Nurgle actually does have religious and satanic connotations, which connects to their th overarching theme, which is Satanism, Paganism, Luciferianism, blasphemy, and occasionally history. Truly, like we said, there's a rage at the music. <laughs> <laughs> It's If you thought that metal music, all they sing about is Satan and praising Satan and how great Satan is, this is not the band that you want to start with. However, <laughs> if you are trying to convince yourself that this that is the reason why you don't like metal music, this will convince you completely. But that's also one of the things that make this band so like fascinating. It's their image. It's incredibly detailed and they're clearly very uh they put a lot of thought and effort into all of their looks both on stage and and off and i'm not saying that other bands don't do this but these guys are elevating it even for a black metal extremist band because black metal 
is the grease paint. It's the, you know, it's the studs. It's, you know, the pig's blood being thrown into the crowd. That's the genre that these guys are coming from. And while they don't have the pig's blood anymore, (laughs) or they never did because, you know, health code, they have the look almost even a step above, especially if you see their music videos. Yeah, it's it's almost like they're trying to make an, a theater show. It's like an art for them. They are there for the performance, and they take it a step up from what you would be expecting from the genre. Yeah, they and they combine this with you know pyrotechnics. They almost like demonic appearance, complete with grease paint and Nurgles. Very growly, angry vocals, which lot of love for Satan. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like a love song for Satan most of the time. Or a lullaby. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what got me interested in them in the first place, because because they are so like they are extremist, and considering they started in 1991, they kind of set the stage for because black metal was a thing but these guys almost they you in order to make like a dent in the industry for for a genre that is or a subgenre that is so about the performance you need to go that extra mile and there is the music is for even for me who is not a huge black metal fan there's beauty to it Uh, even with the growls and it's just continued to you know change with that same central theme with the same central theme over time and it's almost in the same way with their uh, with their performances and music videos and the thing that fascinates me is the attention to detail yep Uh, it's almost like they've evolved and they continue to evolve and as they do they do they do the same for the general itself yeah it's the idea the for them, if you read like on the forums, you know, some people go, oh, I don't really like them anymore. Or I, you know, I used to like them. I, but people go, we need to stop talking about them because everyone just agrees that they are great. They made their, they made their mark. They continue to make their mark. Probably their most uh, well-known album is The Satanist. On theme. <laughs> on theme. That is one, it also had that, a particular album has one of my favorite songs on there which also has one of the music videos that got me that had me actually start being like okay now i'm paying attention uh the song was oh father oh satan oh son and it does not sound like your i would say typical black metal song not really no 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 it's slow it's almost like it's got a lot of it's got the chanting it's almost like a prayer it's, i'd say it's like a choir mm-hmm. but with the black metal in the back yes <laughs> so that's kind of where these guys are coming from and i suspect what grabs people's attention initially is the same thing as what w- it was for us which was the uh appearance and the religious blasphemous aspects metal in itself is rebellion it's what people were interested in from the very beginning and these guys have cranked that up to 11 especially when they are coming from poland and we'll go back to this later but poland is a really religious country like very catholic and the fact that these guys are still 
sticking around in Poland, again, we'll get back to it, says a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't like that over there, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not, they have an international acclaim, and I know, and of course they have fans in Poland, but they're not as highly regarded in their home country as I think they should be personally. I think it's good to have a counterbalance to the general mainstream. That's the whole point of metal in the first place. Mm -hmm. And you got and if it's in it you have one unstoppable force hits an immovable object, <laughs> you got to have that push and pull. And so if you have like the hardcore like religious Catholicism to the point where they insist on LGBTQ free zones, you need to have the freight train that is behemoth coming after it. Uh, for people that can speak for those that are against it. That's essentially what the music is about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and they're not the only ones, but I would say Nurgle himself, I feel like he is kind of a beloved figure. It, even in in Poland, just because he is so well known, and he does, and he clearly loves the country, and he's also he a very intelligent person and a very eloquent uh, speaker. <laughs> and a little bit of background about him: he's got six years of university education and a year of Latin from the University of Gdansk in. <laughs> He's not the only, you know, and he's not the only member of the band with the university education. That does not necessarily mean that he is a smart person. There's plenty of people I know who have university educations, who have a college degree, or even higher than a bachelor's, who are complete morons. I identify myself as one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely said stupid things, and I have a college degree. Uh, honestly, you would think my college degree is on saying stupid things. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, but he's also qualified to be a museum curator. He's got a very, and if you listen to his interviews, especially, I would highly recommend if you want to learn more about his, like, life and personal opinions, because he is a fascinating individual. Uh, Loudwire did a 30-minute uh, interview with him about basically the, uh, about the Satanist, which they decided was album of the decade. And you get to learn about, you know, his personal beliefs, the way you cut a tomato, he talks you through that. That's very important. I was amazed. They do a segment on yoga. It's very important. You get to see, and you get to see uh, one of the barber shops that he owns because he owns three barber shops. At least he did at the time, and he might have even owned more now. So you can tell that he's got a lot of aspects to him, and he's clearly an in he's an intelligent guy who is trying to show that his art through this medium that he feels like the ideals of Satanism pertain a lot to his own personal philosophy in sort of like freedom of freedom of choice, freedom of thought, and in a country that it might, that definitely does not agree completely with what he thinks. Yeah, I'm surprised that, because we've seen other bands that fall under the same theme, and I'm surprised that it's an ongoing uh theme again that <laughs> <laughs> there's this ongoing idea that they follow that train of thought not because of what you would expect but because of the freedom and uh, just being in general a good human and that is something you would not expect yeah and 
it's not like, you know, he's a perfect person and he's definitely saying, so he's definitely said some things that (laughs) (laughs) have been controversial and have definitely made people go, well, you're just saying that for the attention. Uh, Namely, um, if you look it up, one of his, one of the most controversial was he had a shirt that said, Fuck Antifa. (laughs) And the bag said, like, kill them and some other stuff. (laughs) And he said, kill them. And so Antifa is indeed a far-left, loosely organized group that is anti-fascist. And there's a lot of layers to it. And he was... And he had to explain, because he didn't explain originally, because it looked really bad. Because it was a shirt. Because <laughs> it was a shirt. That he had, an, he, there was further meaning to it. And it's not that he supports Nazis. It's that he does not think the group itself is handled particularly well. Yeah. Uh, part of his interview was actually saying, like, look, I love Poland. I just don't think they are doing it right. It was not his intention to come off as a you know, racist or uh, pro-Nazi, but he just disagrees with the group itself, not with their ideologies. Yeah. And of course, that could be clearly conveyed in just a t-shirt. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. One of the things that they've done that I really think is cool is they've performed streamed live shows. And... As Annabelle can attest, even if they're not headlining and the whole crowd isn't there to see them, a behemoth live show is something else. Yeah, I I mean, it's quite interesting. They have this aura of intensity uh, the entire time. You walk into the concert and the first thing you see is an upside down cross in the back, really big. And if you didn't know what you were getting yourself into, you're already there like, what is going on? Yeah. And it basically continues from there because they they recently, um, not recently, but like in 2020 with COVID being in full swing, they released a concert called In Absentia Day. And there was so many little things, you know, I mean, there was fire, you know, coming out. They performed in an old church that they originally uh, filmed a, a music video in. And, you know, so you have, like, that history there in, like, the background. The thing I just really liked was in the open in, like, the uh, song Bartzabel, in, like, the opening lines, their drummer was playing the drums with femurs. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's so intense. (laughs) Which, beautiful imagery. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. It is definitely, uh, it's intense. It's a love for the image itself you know driving that point home like we said music is his canvas and it's it's like seeing art being drawn but live yeah and you can also see that in their lyrics as well for example i can't remember uh the exact song but one of them is sung in a dead language (laughs) i think it's i think it's latin it probably is probably is but like there's a lot of like thought that goes into everything that they do i and that's what makes me respect this band like i might not listen to their stuff every single day but uh i do enjoy their work and i do enjoy just all of the uh effort that goes into it from all of them not just nurgle 
Yeah, I mean, we could sit here and describe a video frame by frame the entire day because there's just so much detail going on. There's a couple of videos that we were staring at that we we're at from the start to the end. We we're like, what is going on? <laughs> and you're not even sure, but you still as a part of it is you don't care because you're just like, I could research this and I could figure out what's going mm -hmm. on because there's a lot of like references here. And if you're new to them and you walk and you don't know what you're going to get and at the same time you're not 100% sure what you're going to get when you go in either like they're not doing crazy stunts but it's a performance yeah i, I mean they put on a show and so that that's kind of what got me hooked into them initially they were the opening band for the concert that i was going to i had no idea who they were when i searched their music i saw their imagery i saw what was happening i saw the lyrics and at first i was like wow that is not what i was expecting uh considering that one of the other bands was bolt beat which is not exactly in the same uh, wavelength bolt beat uh, tours with basically everything yes and so I started searching about them, and the more I saw, the more I was interested, just because of how against what is normal they were going. You know, and I was eventually just super hyped to be in the concert and see them live. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know the concert was in Florida, where not exactly everybody is happy with uh, Satanism. So it was a lot of half the crowd not doing anything, and then, like, me and a few others just have banging to every single song. But... It was still a great show. They still did their best. Yeah, and I can understand why they would be frustrated, but almost out of spite. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I imagine they were frustrated and at the same time kind of like, yeah, that's what we expect because they're, like we said, they're against what is normal. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so opening for other bands, I imagine, is a, a special challenge for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to go back to kind of how they... They're acting to kind of against the grain. And I think another thing that people appreciate, like fans of them, and I, I appreciate this as well, despite like the repercussions they've had to deal with, is Poland has very strict blasphemy laws. Where it's basically, if you talk out against the, re against the uh, prime religious, which is Catholicism, and you hurt people's feelings, you could be hit with fines. And in some cases, which Nurgle has had to face on at least two occasions, almost two years in prison. Currently, he is crowds. If you want to help him, he is, uh, as of 2021, he is crowdsourcing for legal fees so he doesn't have to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> he stepped on a photo of the Virgin Mary and took a photo of it, and that made people upset, even though it's just a photo. But, it, you know, as it does with religion, a lot of stuff yeah, upsets people. <laughs> it does. I mean, they've burned crosses on stage. They've ripped up the Bible on stage. That was the last time they had to deal with severe repercussions for blasphemy laws. I, I feel bad because I know I've like Nurgle does a, a majority of like the appearances out uh, media appearances. So I tried to figure out more about Inferno, Orion and Orion, who are the other two main members. They have a fourth one. His name is Seth. That's his <laughs> stage name. It's not his real name. I appreciate Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I am Seth. <laughs> his real name's like. Pitrick or something like that, but they're like, what should you choose, buddy? We got the guy for Dante's Inferno, we got a demon, we got Orion, 
Seth. I'm just, I'm just imagining this thing where they come up one by one, like playing a riff, like, I'm Inferno, I'm Orion, I'm Seth. <laughs> he, is, he is Seth. And I, le- and I appreciate him. But I believe it was Inferno giving the interview, and he was saying, you know, every time we do something, it's just a matter of time till we piss someone off. And we just know that they are waiting on tender hooks to come, to come because they're they're upset about our very existence and that we continue to speak out. I've thankfully never have had to experience that, but God, must that be frustrating. It really has to be. Yeah. like so Essentially, when it's what you do because you love. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we said, it's important to have the counterbalance and they're not actively hurting anybody. No. No. They've never they have never eaten a baby. Yeah, it's not like they're actually using human beings to sacrifice in their videos, you know? No. They just uh make it look like they did. <laughs> but they do a really good job they, at it looking real, but the uh the makeup for the music video of Bartzabel is phenomenal. I will just say that. I really thought that looked good. It was also uh, the one where I kind of got an idea of what they were actually doing. <laughs> <laughs> they were summoning Bartzabel. <laughs> they kind of sing about it. <laughs> they kind of sing about it. There you go. So what? So going back to like the live show and kind of culminating in their like intention, to, attention to detail, speaking out for for laws that someone might think is poor, a bad choice in laws. This doesn't just affect them. It affects other members of uh, Poland as well. So it's important to be, speak up and say something. I think that having, like, the most important thing with a ba- between a band in the live show or in the music video is the connection with the fans. And it's become a really important especially now because we couldn't see them live and that experience with uh the experience live is probably the part where the connection happens that really can really keeps people going back yeah i i mean especially for theater ish based bands where they're trying to put on omnimagery you don't quite get the same experience from seeing a video Granted, they are awesome mm-hmm. from seeing them live and do the whole show live because at that point you're invested in it. You're kind of like drawn to it. And it, it, there's really a difference. Yeah. And in part to like prepare to prepare for, you know, this series, I read um, a book, uh, one of the first, I would say, she claims it, it's Dina Weinstein's book, which is a sociology of uh, metal, where she looks through the metal community. And she says, you know, the concert itself is where the band members connect with the fans. You know, they talk with them, they, you know, give them, you know, they give signals, they get them moving. And Behemoth does this, but they also have this very weird line that they have to tread because the image that they give is one of these, like, scary, intense Satanists. So you can't exactly have people go, wave your hands! Yeah, I I mean, like, one of the funnest concerts I've been to was uh, Chelsea Grin and halfway through the concert something happened uh, with the amp so they completely had to stop and 
the singer just sat there to talk about how he got a new dog. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't exactly expect that from Mima, you know? Uh, so they, they, like Maria said, they, they're running into a really thin line where their act and their performance is what connects them to the... Uh, audience. To the audience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, instead of them directly interacting with them saying hi or how are you yeah. how are you enjoying yourselves having nerve go how are you guys doing <laughs> <laughs> um, so i think like the little touches like the inverted cross the bones being used as instruments the like the the crazy headdress that they can, that nurgle can can wears during the shows like you see the detail there you see the effort that goes in and as a fan you appreciate they're doing that not just for the art not just for the presentation but they're doing it for you yep and that is what keeps people going and like we said behemoth takes this cranks it all the way to 11 every single time and i can understand why the appeal can't be for everybody totally (laughs) get it it's very intense but i like what they do i like that they continue to do it despite the roadblocks and that truly all of them are artists yeah and and like maria said you know if you don't know what you're getting yourself into and you're really against that line of thinking it's gonna be weird, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're gonna run into a, a concert where they're almost summoning something for real. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just there like, huh? But it's for you. Yes, but they're summoning it for you. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> they don't care about themselves, they care about you. Yeah, they they're, want... They want... They're there to make you feel good. Yeah, or they might try to use you as a sacrifice for their own summoning ritual. <laughs> I'd accept it. I mean, that's okay. I'm okay with that. So I think that just about wraps that up about them, uh, about Behemoth and, you know, what makes them, I guess, unique. Because as Nurgle said, Behemoth is an original, but they are unique. Yeah. They're, say, they're taking upon an idea and making that idea better. And it's all about that. Yeah. And highly recommend if you're curious to check them out. I think that, you know, even though the music might not be like, uh, or the imagery might not be 100% your thing, it's definitely an interesting uh, subgenre and an interesting thing to check out if you're curious. It's something to behold at least one time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap it up, I hope you really, I hope you like this. We're going to try to do some more. I'm going to have Annabelle pull names from a hat, but all the names have uh, are Bloody Wood. Okay. <laughs> so the band for next week so is... So the band for next week is Bloody Wood. But I'll give you the illusion of choice. I appreciate it. <laughs> and to kind of give an idea of where we're going to go with this, you know, we talk about the music, we're talking about the imagery. We're going to try to keep away from... The personal lives and if there is drama the drama the behemoth and their experience with blasphemy with the blasphemy laws is important to their image and it's important to what why they continue to do their what they do it you know it is why it is them in the news it's when they go into the news and it's important because it's not just affecting them but i'm not going to go into detail about each of their personal lives pure mostly because only i only really know about nurgle because the other three are very private which is totally fine and the fact is is that 
if a band has a certain ideology or a certain belief system that directly affects their work, then that's important. That's yep. what we'll talk about. But if it's just a certain belief that they're doing and it's not affecting anyone else, then that shouldn't be an issue. I don't think that should be brought up. Yeah, they're, they're people too, and they're allowed to think things. Uh, yeah. As long as they're not using their platform for it or it's not uh, affecting their music directly, we probably will not speak of it. Yeah, like family issues, no. Nope. You know, sometimes there are things that come up that cause band members to be ejected, and it does have an effect on the band. We just, it just will be discussed, but might not go into quite big, as big detail um, as some people think it should be. It's not a deep dive into their history. It's simply what, how the band has changed and how they continue to be, continue to be liked. Because it is a podcast called What Do You Like? (laughs) It's like, hi, this band is cool. Go listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) It, Matt, at the end of the day. But with backstory. (laughs) I am, and we'll see you next time.